Let me tell you about American financing. Um, Stu and I were just talking about what's happening uh, with the um, what's happening with the government and what's happening with the financial sector. And I am telling you, please, please, if you need a loan, you need to do it now. Uh, It's going to get harder for you to get a loan. American financing is working for you. They're not working for the bank. They want to put you in the best possible financial position for over the next 20 years. There's no pressure. There's never any upfront or hidden fees. It's uh, freedom on the other side of the phone call. So please, if you want to save money or if you need a loan, you want to consolidate, please get out of your high interest uh, credit cards. Call American Financing at 800-906-2440 or go to AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, 800-906-2440 or AmericanFinancing.net. Okay, (laughs) we're going to... um, to show you how the world is changing in just a second stand by America and welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Uh, I've said to you for a long time, there's going to come a point where you don't recognize your country. Um, I think we're all there. We don't recognize our country. Um, but I want to let you know you're not in the United States of America as ruled by the Constitution. Uh, that cute little phase is over. We are no longer living in a nation of laws. We're living in a nation of men. And we must peacefully and in large numbers begin to stand up. I'm going to show you the freight train that is coming for us um, throughout today's broadcast. We also hope to continue our conversation Uh, about Cuba that we started last night. Um, We're still trying to get the the congresswoman on today that was on last night, but there is hope there, and I think we need to focus on something very, very positive. Um, But we have a lot in front of us. Let's start with CRT and COVID and masking in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. You know, I'm a man who cares passionately about the issues of the day. I aggressively seek the truth. And when somebody says to me, yeah, it's not possible to make a protein bar taste like a candy bar. I grab him by the collar and I drag him into my office and I show him my chalkboard, which has two words on it. Built bars. That's it. Then I give him a built bar. Let him try it for themselves. It usually clears up the confusion about the matter uh, pretty quickly. Uh, Built bars. In addition to be made with real chocolate, they're low in calorie, low carb, high protein, and high fiber. They have nine 
nine amazing flavors plus the occasional limited time flavor you can get a mixed box and try two of each of the nine flavors i recommend you do that the first time you buy one um, they have a um, url that is built.com easy to remember built.com use the promo code beck 15 and you'll get 15 percent off your next order trust me this is the next closest thing to the fat pill if you're lo- you want to lose weight or you want to stay in shape you need protein a Built Bar is the best way to do it. It's a candy bar that's good for you. BuiltBar.com, promo code BEC15. Okay. Uh, I want to start with some of the things that are going on right now if this is believe it or not crt is critically important for our future but it is not the only thing and it is it is actually not the most important thing i will tell you about that coming up in just a second but it is something that we must stand up against. I want you to listen to this uh, this school board, this Loudoun County teacher. She she quits her job at a school board meeting. This is a teacher that actually cares about our children. Listen to what she said. But within the last year, I was told in one of my so-called equity trainings that white, Christian, able-bodied females currently have the power in our schools and that, quote, this has to change. Clearly, you've made your point. You no longer value me or many other teachers you've employed in this county. So since my contract outlines the power that you have over my employment in Loudoun County Public Schools, I thought it necessary to resign in front of you. School board, I quit. I quit your policies. I quit your trainings. And I quit being a cog in a machine that tells me to push highly politicized agendas on our most vulnerable constituents, the children. I will find employment elsewhere. I encourage all parents and staff in this county to flood the private schools. Now, if you think that you live in an America that is ruled by a constitution, You would think that you would have some say at the local level or state level and the federal government would have very little to do with it. However, it seems as though it seems as though uh, when Jen Psaki was asked, what is the White House going to do if Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, revokes the the paychecks of school officials who require masks, the Biden administration, she said, will find a way to pay them instead. Now, I'm trying to work that out in my head. How is the federal government going to pay a local school teacher? How is the federal government going to issue those checks? Are we all working for the federal government now? How is that going to happen? There's something called the 10th Amendment and the 10th Amendment that all liberals discovered under Donald Trump. They all told us the 10th Amendment was racist. Then Donald Trump got in and they were like, wow, you know what? There's something to this 10th Amendment. The 10th Amendment says 
that all rights not mentioned. There are so many other rights that are guaranteed by God. We've only hit a few of them here, but all of them are reserved by the people and the state that the federal government can't touch. This would be one of them. The right to educate our own children. You cannot cross the streams. But they don't care anymore. If you think CRT is okay, let me tell you, we will not have freedom at the end of that road. And that road is closer to the end than you think we are. We're deep down that street, deep into the neighborhood. There's damage being done to our kids already. There's damage that has been done to our kids already. This is entirely new. This is part of the Great Reset. If you think that CRT is just about, you know, making sure that we all love each other, it's not. It's not. It's about dividing us into class. And why are we dividing people into class? We're dividing people into classes to make sure some people win and some people don't. But that's not enough. It's about the end of the free market. Oh, that's crazy. What are you even talking about? Well, Next hour, I'll show you exactly what I'm talking about, but let me give you a quick highlight. American Express, American Express. What does American Express do? It loans money to businesses, so businesses have revolving credit, so they can sell you stuff. And then they issue credit cards so you don't have to have the cash and you can buy it and pay it back in 30 days. And a lot of stores don't take American Express because American Express attaches a very high profit margin for them. So they take some of the store's profit for them higher than any other credit card company. Well, they just um, they've just done a training program now on the CRT tenants, including intersectionality. Um, they want everybody in. And I'm, I am. I let me I want to make sure I get the quote exactly, uh, exactly right now. Uh, you are to um, identify the privileges of, or, or advantages that you have. You're not supposed to speak over members of the black or African community. It's not about your intent. It's about the impact that you have on your colleagues. You are to you are to look uh, at yourself, your disability status, your age, your gender identity and your system. You are to map your body type, religion, disability status, age and sexual orientation. Then they brought in the great-grandson of the Nation of Islam founder, to lecture on race in corporate America. And he lectured American Express about how they sit in their relationship to the history of racial capitalism. And they are complicit 
in racial capitalism. And they now have to be part of the redistributive and reparative work. So American Express has decided to put a billion dollar package together to restructure themselves to do just that. You're not going to have any capitalism left, gang. You're, this is the, the Biden administration right now is so far down the road of the Great Reset. That's what this entire um, uh, infrastructure package is all about. Why, when we were energy independent, why would we say, as Joe Biden did yesterday, OPEC, you got to open up. You got to you just got to start pumping more oil. Why are we asking OPEC to open up the oil? Well, because your energy costs, as I will show you next hour, have gone up over 40 percent in the last year. No inflation, 40 percent increase of energy costs. Hmm. Now, why would we be doing that? Because we're going to get rid of oil by 2030. That's their plan. That's their plan. I was talking to somebody about cars yesterday, about, about you know, real cars that, Ferraris, that have made an art, you know, Lamborghini. And we were talking about the Green New Deal, and this guy happens to know all of the people that are deep in the company of of these companies, uh, you know, on the board of directors, etc., they're not going to be making gasoline engines by 2030. By 2030, I said, really? I mean, isn't that kind of sad that these hand-built, beautiful engines that we've all grown up to love? The creme de la creme, he said, the only one I think that will be making an engine, he said, I don't know yet, is Bugatti. That will be it. Why? Why all of a sudden have all of these car companies decided 2030 is the shutoff time? Why? Because of the World Economic Forum and the Great Reset. I'm going to give you something that you must listen to because I want to switch to another way that this all the Great Reset is happening because of COVID. I'm not saying COVID is part of the Great Reset. I'm saying it is the emergency that has allowed it to happen. And they are coming and going to mask our kids again. They're going to force us into vaccinations, et cetera, et cetera. You must know where you stand on those things because it's coming. So I have two things I want to share with you. One, it's about a six minute video uh, that is a must listen to, must listen to from a doctor at a Mount Vernon uh, a school board meeting. He breaks it all down. I want you to listen to it. And then I have a doctor from Johns Hopkins who will talk to us about masks and those of us who have had COVID already. Do we have to have the vaccines? All coming up in the next few minutes. Stand by. Let me give you a commercial here for Relief Factor, our sponsor. The sun hasn't even fully risen through the east window. And you wake up to your alarm and you groan. A groan that is so routine these days. You don't even notice maybe that you do it anymore. 
Right now, they're waiting for you. The moment you open your eyes is your old buddy, Payne. If this is you, please, please just try Relief Factor. It's not a drug. It was developed by doctors. 70% of the people who try it go on to order more. And I'm telling you now, if it's not working for you in the first three weeks, stop taking it and don't order more. But 70% of the people do because it works. It's 1995 for the quick start trial. Please say goodbye to your old friend, Payne. ReliefFactor.com. Call 800-583-84. ReliefFactor.com. 800-583-84. It's ReliefFactor.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Okay, I want you to listen to this. I'm not going to have time to play the whole thing, but I will post it um, uh, during the program today. Listen to this doctor at a school board meeting. Dr. Dan Stock, uh, 5777 West 700 North, McCordsville, Indiana. Um, to, to address your comment, gee, it's hard to believe we're 18 months into this and still having a problem. And I would suggest the reason we still have a problem is because we're doing things that are not useful. And we're getting our sources of information from the Indiana State Board of Health and the CDC, who actually don't bother to read science before they do this. Um, I'm actually a functional family medicine physician. That means I am specially trained in immunology and inflammation regulation. And everything being recommended by the CDC and the State Board of Health is actually contrary to all the rules of science. So things you should know about coronavirus and all other respiratory viruses, they are spread by aerosol particles, which are small enough to go through every mask. By the way, the literature that supports all of that is in a flash drive that we presented to you. It's been given to the secretary. As a matter of fact, it quotes at least three studies <laughs> sponsored by the NIH to that exact fact, even though the CDC and the NIH have chosen to, avoid, to ignore the very science that they paid to have done. Um, that is why you keep struggling with this, is because you cannot make these viruses go away. The natural history of all respiratory viruses is that they circulate all year long, waiting for the immune system to get sick through the winter or become deranged, as has happened recently with these vaccines, and then they cause symptomatic disease. Because they cannot be filtered out and they have animal reservoirs, and this is a very important point, no one can make this virus go away. The CDC has managed to convince everybody that we can handle this like we did smallpox, where we could make a virus go away. Smallpox had no animal reservoirs. The only thing it learned to infect was humans. That's why we were able to make that virus go away. That will not happen with this any more than it will with influenza, the common cold, respiratory syncytial virus, adenoviral respiratory syndromes, or anything else that has animal reservoirs. So the reason you can't do this is because you're trying to do something which has already been tried and can't be done. Equally important is that vaccination changes none of this, especially with this vaccine. And I would hope this board would start asking itself before it considers taking the advice of the CDC, the NIH, and the State Board of Health, why we are doing things about this that we didn't do for the common cold, influenza, or respiratory syncytial virus. And then ask yourself, why is a vaccine that is supposedly so effective having a breakout in the middle of the summer when respiratory viral syndromes don't do that? And to help you understand that, you need to know the condition that is called antibody-mediated viral enhancement. That is a condition done when vaccines work wrong, as they did in every coronavirus study done in animals on coronaviruses after the SARS uh, outbreak and done in respiratory syncytial virus, where a vaccine used in a vulnerable individual done the wrong way, which why cannot be done right for a respiratory virus, which has a very low pathogenicity rate, causes the immune system to actually fight the virus wrong and let the virus become worse than it would with native infection. 
And that is why you're seeing an outbreak right now. And in fact, in that flash drive you're going to have coming to you and in the emails with six extra will be a study showing that 75% of people who had COVID-19 positive symptom cases in Barnstable, Massachusetts outbreak were fully vaccinated. Therefore, there is no reason for treating any person vaccinated any differently than any person unvaccinated. You should also know that no vaccine, even the ones I support and would give to myself and my children, ever stops infection. In 2014, there was outbreak of mumps in the National Hockey League. The only people who came down the symptoms were the people who were unvaccinated or unknown vaccine status. Boy, that sounds like a great argument for vaccines. But a question that you should ask yourself, knowing that half of the people who came down with symptomatic disease had no contact with an unvaccinated or unknown vaccine status individual, where did they get the disease? And the answer was from the vaccinated individuals. No vaccine prevents you from getting infection. You get infected, you shed pathogen. This is especially true of viral respiratory pathogens. You just don't get symptomatic from it. So you cannot stop spread. You cannot make these numbers that you've planned on get better by doing any of the things you're doing because that is the nature of viral respiratory pathogens. And you can't prevent it with a vaccine because they don't do the very thing you're wanting them to do. And you will be chasing this the remainder of your life until you recognize that the Center for Disease Control and the Indiana State Board of Health are giving you very bad scientific guidance. And instead, read the articles that are gonna come on the email and are on this flash drive and listen to the people in this audience here tonight who actually have recognized the advice they are getting from the CDC and the NIH is counterfactual. And that's why you're still fighting this with this vaccine that supposedly was gonna make all of this go away, but it suddenly managed to make an outbreak of COVID-19 develop in the middle of the summer when vitamin D levels are at their highest. By the way, the other thing that would be necessary, any vaccine restriction to be considered is if there were no other treatment available. And I can tell you, having treated over 15 COVID-19 patients, that between active loading with vitamin D, ivermectin, and zinc, that there is not a single person who has come anywhere near the hospital and we already have studies that show that if you achieve a 25-hydroxy vitamin D level greater than 55, your risk of COVID-19 death will drop down to through one quarter of the population average for the United States. And there are active treatment trials included on that flash drive that show the same is true. Okay, so if we you are. Gonna I, I'm going to post this. You need to hear the whole thing. <clears throat> um, and. What he's saying is now starting to somewhat be echoed. You know, remember, this was to prevent, so it's not going to spread. Now they're saying the new story is, is that the vaccine will reduce symptoms. Well, that's not what you told us. Even a month ago, that's not what you told us. Now it's just to reduce symptoms. Okay, well, that's good, but that's not what you told us. This is the Glenn Beck Program. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. <laughs> I want to hear it. Yeah, huh? Uh, uh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, nobody ever said that being fiscally responsible is going to be easy, and, and it's not. It's not. It is hard. But you can improve your financial situation right now. Call American Financing. It's incredibly easy. Might be the best thing you do for yourself and your family. So whether you're looking to refinance your mortgage at a lower rate, get yourself on a better track towards eliminating debt with a consolidation loan, or just looking for a loan that will help you add equity to your home, American Financing is there to help you out. They're a family-owned business that has been helping people just like you over, the, over two decades, and they work for you and not the bank. So call them. Maybe you can save a hundred, maybe up to a thousand dollars every month. How would that impact your bottom line? 
American Financing, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. Go there or call them right now. Don't forget to get your membership to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. You'll save 10 bucks off your subscription. This is the Glenn Beck program. We're glad that you're uh, with us today. Um, we have uh, Dr. Marty uh, McCary. Is that right? McCary. 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 Um, he's the author of The Price We Pay. Um, and he's a professor at Johns Hopkins, Hopkins School of Medicine. He has been on with us uh, before. I want to talk to him about... Um, vaccinations because he has just come out and he's one of the first guys or loudest guy that I have heard talk about people who have already had coronavirus. Uh, and that's me and my entire family. And I had a bad case of it and I'm not getting a vaccine because since when does the human body not protect people, you know, that have already had something, you have your own, uh, immune system to do that. Uh, I want to make it really clear. He's not an anti-vaxxer. He's not somebody who's against the vaccine. He just thinks that we should talk about some nuances here and some other things about the vaccine. Uh, the doctor is here with us now. Hello, doctor. How are you? Good to be with you, Glenn. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much. So help me out on no one is talking about anybody who has already had uh, COVID. I already had it. I had a bad bout of it. Um, is my body doing what it always does when I get a virus? Yeah, it turns out God designed our bodies properly. And when the immune system kicks in, it works. It's effective. And I used to think that natural immunity was as good as vaccinated immunity. But new data is suggesting it's better. Now, I would never suggest anyone run out there and get the infection just to get natural immunity. Because if you're at risk, the, dealing with the infection can be a little scary. But for those who have it, let's recognize it. There's almost no discussion about it except for one sham misrepresented study that the CDC put out last Friday that um, tried to f support their argument. But, you know, what's happening is this sort of political entrenchment where it's, they take a position early that every American with two feet needs to get vaccinated. And they won't look at the data on natural immunity or other special situations. And it's like they've made up their mind before they see the data. You say that some 80 to 85 percent of American adults are immune to the virus. That's right. So 71, almost 72 percent now of adults have been vaccinated. And of the unvaccinated, the prevalence of natural immunity in that group is probably about half of them. So that puts us at around 85 to 87 percent of adults now have immunity. That's pretty good. Something we should feel good about right now. The, the virus is circulating really quickly now in its Delta contagious form among that remaining 10 to 15 percent of adults who have no immunity, no natural immunity and no vaccinated immunity. And for those people, I am worried about them. And this is the time to get vaccinated. So people who have not had it and people who have not had the vaccine. Right. And if you look at the, say, 600 Americans who died yesterday, 
they're all in that group. They are adults who have no natural immunity and no vaccinated immunity. Okay. Um, talk to me a little bit about uh, the, we're going back into mask mandates. Well, uh, well, wait, before I get to that, let me just ask you this. There are a lot of people, I think, that don't want the vaccine um, because of the way the government has presented this. They are so draconian that when somebody gets like this and starts to say, there's no discussion, you have to do it this way and we'll fire you if you don't do these things. You know, you're killing people if you don't do it. That pushes people off. If I weren't, um, if I didn't have natural immunity, I'm not sure I would get the vaccine just because of the way the government is so heavy handed on it. It makes me skeptical. Can you address that kind of feeling? Yeah, good point, Glenn. So the reason we're dealing with the death toll now of at least a couple hundred Americans dying every day. So, for example, in Texas, about 60 Texans are dying every day. And the reason we're dealing with this is because of those without natural immunity and no vaccinated immunity. It's in part from the sort of vaccine hesitancy in that group. And the biggest driver of vaccine hesitancy has been the United States federal government. It's the FDA not issuing a full approval because of their crazy bureaucracy, despite an impeccable safety profile, better than any other vaccine ever developed. And it's this ignoring of natural immunity. It's the lack of recognizing that the risk is not evenly distributed in the population. It's pretty much impossible for this virus to hurt a child who's extremely healthy. Um, now, they can get a common cold or something like that, and maybe they got to be careful around kids who are at risk and have pre-existing conditions. But when you act as if we're not going to stop until every newborn is vaccinated, w- what we're missing out on is the fact that this data does not do not support the arguments and you lose credibility. You lose credibility when you push it the way they have been pushing it. The idea that um, we all have to have masks again, we all have to stay inside again. If this worked, why is California in so much trouble? And and do we have to max uh, mask our children? Yeah. So first on the on the issue, these issues of mandates, and they're very sensitive issues, right? Because we were told everything was going to be temporary last year, and then you know here we are a year and a half later. Um, And by the way, these people pushing uh, vaccine requirements that don't count natural immunity are talking about the insanity of immunizing those already immune. That's exactly what's happening. And all these people pushing vaccine mandates for children guarantee you none of those people have ever immunized their children for flu, even though the flu shot has been around for kids for decades. Guarantee you. This is becoming a highly stigmatized virus with its own unique set of you know, fears. And I'm also concerned about coronavirus, but in the group where, where it hurts people, adults yeah. with pre-existing conditions, the masks probably do reduce transmission a little bit, even in kids. Cloth masks are the least effective, but here's the problem with saying every child in America has to wear a mask. It ignores that some parts of the country, a lot of it actually has have very low levels of the infection right now. And we've assumed there's no harm 
to the masks. That's not true. I don't think the right argument medically is masks don't work. I think the honest argument is there's zero evidence to show they do. And I, and I do mean zero. We've spent more money as an NIH on the Wuhan Virology Institute than we have studying masks in children. And so we don't have data. Let's assume they reduce risk a little bit. That's extrapolating from adult data. That's what I believe. But we've been acting as if there's no harm. And the reality is some kids do well with masks, but other kids struggle severely, severely. Tell me about the Delta variant. Um, what, 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 how bad is it? And, uh, and are we headed for more variants that are worse than this? I don't think so. If you look at this website that we use to track variants in the scientific community, which is nextstrain.org, you can actually go there if somebody's interested in this kind of wonky stuff and geek out a little bit with us on it. Stu's already Next there. Strain. <laughs> so um, nextstrain.org tracks the variants. By the way, there's been 19 major variants so far, and each variant has about 10 to 12 um, to, to about 120 sub-variants. So we've got almost 2,000 variants to date of COVID. None of them, none of these 2,000 variants have evaded the life-protecting effect of human immunity of any kind, vaccinated or natural. So the idea that somehow right around the corner, as Dr. Fauci suggested recently, we're going to get the variant from hell that's going to wipe us all out and reset the board Statistically, it doesn't, the, the past does not support that. It, the variants can be more contagious, and that's where we got blindsided this summer. We always knew the remaining 10 to 20% of non-immune adults in America were eventually going to get the virus. We thought it was going to be seasonal over the next couple flu seasons, but Delta accelerated that, and they got hit quickly. Now, Delta is going to be mostly behind us in a few weeks. If you look at the the state that got hit hardest with Delta first, Missouri, they're showing numbers this morning that suggest they've peaked. And I think we're going to see this peak quickly because of the experience of the Netherlands and the UK and even India. By the way, India did not get over their hump because they immunized everybody. They got over it because of natural immunity, which had mm. a heavy death toll. Yeah, but it does show they're, they're beyond it. Um, can you talk to me about, I've heard talk, I haven't heard talk from anybody that I, I would lay money down on the table about what they're saying is a leaky vaccine. Uh, if you're talking about breakthrough infections from a bad batch of vaccines, if that's what you're referring to, look, the cold chain is hard, you know, it's not perfect. And so when you in the supply chain, have a box of vaccine that may be sitting out a little longer than it should. There are these rare um, thoughts where there are these bad batches, and maybe that's where the people are getting into okay. trouble. Okay, so the, the idea that this vaccine is letting some things leak through and that makes it worse. Yeah, oh, is, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I don't think so. I think there's thoughts that it, it promotes resistance and worse strains. That's really from the bacteria model where we get superbugs. And I really don't think it applies that much to, to, to the vaccines for viruses. Um, last question on the, the vaccine. The, the, uh, I have a natural immunity. How long does that last? When should I get vaccinated? When should I get vaccinated? Or am I just good? 
You know, we're 16 months into watching coronavirus in people who recovered. And for those 16 months, it appears to be solid. So we've got that much data so far. Now, if we extrapolate from the other coronaviruses that we call the hot ones, the ones that cause serious illness, SARS and MERS, that immunity appears to be solid at 17 years and going Holy strong. cow. <laughs> so I think it's lifelong. And, you know, they rounded up, I don't know if people know this, they rounded up the survivors of the 1918 Spanish flu about 15 years ago, and they tested them and they still had activated immune cells, B cells and T cells, nine decades later. Holy so I think your immunity is lifelong. That's, that's hopeful. Uh, one other question for you, doctor. So both Glenn and I had COVID. Glenn had a really aggressive case and was wiped out for a couple of weeks, right? Oh, yeah, it, it took rough. me eight weeks to get really get fully back. Yeah, and longer term, yeah, long term yeah. symptoms. I had an asymptomatic case. Didn't even know I had it other than a test because I was around someone else who had it with symptoms. Uh, is there a difference between our immunity in those situations? Am I better than he is? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yes. In, in your professions, I can't say you're better, Glenn, but in terms of immunity. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> you're talking to a Hall of Fame recipient and some crumb bum that just I've been dragging along. Well, it may be true. It may be true. I just I don't have enough data points. But um, in terms of immunity, you are better, Glenn, because the degree of immune protection is proportional to how severe your illness was. Mm. So the one group who has natural immunity where I say, you know, I'd get at least one dose of the vaccine are those who had an asymptomatic uh, COVID infection. Okay. Doctor, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I know you are taking such a hit for this. Uh, and people are taking the things that you say out of context and making you sound like an anti-vaxxer and you clearly are not anti-vaccine. And uh, I just appreciate your willingness to stand up um, against the, the, the mobs on all sides. Thank you. Well, thanks for saying that. Appreciate it. Good to be with you. guys. Yeah, good to be with you. The name of his book is The Price We Pay. Um, and you can find it. His name is uh, Marty McCary, Dr. McCary. He's a professor at Johns Hopkins School of Medicine. Sponsor this half hour uh, is all about another virus, the virus of CRT and teaching our kids things mm. that are not true, not true at all. Uh, woke now is the uh, the coin of the realm and your kids and grandkids are being exposed to it. You need something to plant this stuff deep inside of them and an easy way to learn the things that uh, that none of us really learn. Why the free market is so important. Accurate history of the United States. Why limited government works to keep people free. Those things can be found in a series of books called the Tuttle Twins books. Everything that you need your kids and your grandkids to learn are in those books and they have them for all different ages. I want you to go to TuttleTwinsBeck.com. You'll get 35% off your order right now. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. They'll even throw in all of their activity books for free. Buy them for your kids and your grandkids. It's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. 35% off today. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. 
This is the Glenn Beck program. It is, uh, it's remarkable to me. You know, we played a doctor um, from Indiana. He was speaking to school board and he was not talking about how the vaccine is, you know, bad or anything else. He's saying what the, the things that you're trying to impose in the schools and on the community and on the children, there's no science behind it it doesn't work there's 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 nothing here that's showing that these things are changing anything now he'll come off as an anti-vaxxer the doctor we just had on from johns hopkins he he doesn't come off as an anti-vaxxer they're trying to make him one because he's not towing the line with fauci but if people if he were in the fauci position more people would take the vaccines because what he's saying makes sense. What Washington is telling us doesn't make sense. And that makes people skeptical and push away. And then what does Washington do? Instead of saying, okay, wait, let me re-explain it. Let me, let me rephrase it or let me find somebody else that can approach this so you understand. Instead, they say, you have to do it or you're going to get fired. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hey, hey, the government just released some statistics on inflation. It's going to come as a surprise to you. It's way, 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 way up. Whoa, what's happening? How is that possible? Good thing we just had Republicans vote for a $3.5 trillion uh, packet. What? Oh, they voted for the $1 trillion one, right? Oh, we, we, The 3.5 okay. yeah. is going to be mostly, it's going to be all Democrats probably, but we'll see. We'll yeah. see. We'll yeah. see. Yeah, thank you. And then that 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 warms us up for the next big package that's coming uh, with the reconciliation package. Oh, it's going to be great. And it's not going to affect the prices of anything. We'll explain coming up in 60 seconds. Glenn Beck program. Oh, these dirtbag Republicans. Anyway, um, let me tell you about uh, VidAngel. Hey, hey, it's Hollywood. You know what I'm saying? I couldn't help but notice you plan to sit down with your family, watch a little movie. You know, something good. That's what you want, right? Something with the plot range and the cinematography of a Kurosawa and acting range of a young Marlon Brando. I know. Plus, uh, throw in a bunch of salty language and some violence and some steamy adult scenes that everybody in the family is uncomfortable with. And then your wife stands up and says, we can't watch this anymore because, I mean, I can't have this in the house. And it's just going to be great. It's going to bring the family together, you know, like a club to the head. So if you're uh, in the situation uh, that I just described, may I suggest vidangelbeck.com vidangel gives you control over all the content in your home i'm not for censor i'm not for anybody censoring anything unless you can do it you're not you're not censoring the things i watch i'm not censoring the things you watch you set the filters for exactly what you want to see or don't want to see in your home and then vidangel goes to work 
on most movies, most TV, Amazon Prime, and Netflix. It is so smooth you hardly even notice it. So please check out VidAngel today. VidAngelBeck.com and take control of, uh, you know, what's spilling out into your kids' heads. Use the promo code BECK1. You'll try VidAngel for a month for only a dollar. Choose from over 2,500 movies, 11,000 TV episodes, new ones coming out every single week. Only a buck. VidAngel. It'll make your shows better. VidAngelBeck.com. VidAngelBeck.com. So, Stu, let's play a little inflation game. (laughs) Yay! (laughs) All right. The inflation game. Let's see if the number is higher or lower. And can you guess the inflation number without going over or under? (laughs) So I have to guess it exactly (laughs) as the game? Well, I tried to make it a little harder. Uh, All right. Uh, All items. uh, 12 months. So year to year. All items are up how much? Well, I've been looking closely at the government reporting, so I'll say 0.1%. (laughs) 0.1. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Uh, 5.4. Wow. Now, what's the Fed target? Two. Two. Two two and a half. I think they may have raised it to two and a half. Mm -hmm. Maybe two and a half. That's their job, okay? That's That's what they were built for. To make sure that we can get inflation under control so we don't have banking collapses, which don't think too hard or remember (laughs) anything that's happened in your lifetime. It's going to stop all banking collapses and uh, we're going to keep inflation under control. Mm -hmm. And uh, yes, we're printing more money than God has even the ability to count, uh, but it's transitory inflation. Transitory. 5.4. Now. How much has food gone up now? Overall food gone up 3.4 food at home. How much is your how much more are your groceries costing you this year? I have no idea, Glenn. <laughs> All right. Ooh, sorry. <laughs> All I know is stuff keeps showing up on the front porch every single day in giant piles. And all of our money's gone. That's all I know. <laughs> and Jeff Bezos just was shot into space. Two point two point six. It's gone up. Food outside the home gone up four point six. Now I'm going to give you a couple. I'm going to skip one sector here and uh, let's go to uh, commodities, less food and energy. So these are all other commodities mm-hmm. uh, except for food and uh, transportation or energy. Sorry, food and, and uh, transportation gone up 8.5 percent. Wow. New vehicles gone up 6.4 Used cars and trucks, and I would love someone to explain this to me. Used cars and trucks up 41.7%. Now, the only thing that I have heard as an explanation, and we've talked about this a little bit, is the shortage of these components for new cars so that people can't get the new cars that does not sound like an american philosophy that does not sound like the average person out there going you know what i hear these chips and so what i'm going to do is buy that does not i mean like so the new cars aren't as available so people are having to go to the used car market more often okay is what i mean okay that makes sense that makes sense 41 point that's incredible seven i sold my truck i had to get a dually because i got a trailer on it i got to haul stuff around uh so i got a dually I sold uh, my truck that was, what, three years old 
for the price I paid for it. <laughs> I've never done that in my life. That's never occurred. That's never, never occurred. <laughs> occurred in uh, human history. Craig, who had he just sold his truck, uh, you know, a few months ago, he actually got more than what he paid for it. Yeah, you don't normally profit on used car sales. <laughs> used car sales. No. no uh-uh. Uh, clothing and apparel has gone up 4.2. Medical care down 2.1. Oh, that's great. Mm. Uh, shelter up 2.8. Uh, depends on where you are. Depends on where you are. Uh, if you're living in Texas right now, oh my gosh. As long as you don't want to live in Texas... You could you could rake in the money on selling your home right now. Yeah, the, the housing market's been going crazy. When they say shelter, that I would assume also includes rent yeah, built yeah, yeah, in yeah. there. But so, rent is way up. Rent I, is I know up. somebody who has been trying to buy a house. The banks are requiring 50% down now. 50%. 50%. I, I was looking at some data from New York uh, City, because mm-hmm. obviously it's been a big topic because of COVID. Yeah. And their purchase real estate hasn't really seen, uh, maybe at the very high end, kind of came down a little bit. But generally speaking, even bit. Th- through COVID, didn't, it wasn't, the purchase real estate wasn't all that affected. Mm-hmm. What was really affected were rents. Rent. So people could say, you know, for that 18 square foot apartment you were renting for $9,000 a month, you could get that for like seven grand. Now it's starting to race back up again, but it was, it did have a, uh, there was a period there, particularly in New York and, and maybe hard hit cities around the country. But I, as far as the country goes overall, rents have been holding, holding up pretty well. Uh, yeah. Rents here in Texas are through the roof. Trying to rent someplace is, is crazy. Well, I mean, Sarah, you probably, oh, you're still living in the hotel, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> Sarah has uh, permanently moved into a hotel yeah. she's now decided she's just a hotel girl she's gonna be she's gonna live the hotel are they life. working on your house yet because mine's gonna be done in two weeks you know oh my gosh really yeah congratulations yeah. just two heard. weeks two weeks That's it's great. gonna be done yesterday i just posted this video on my uh on my uh, instagram i was going to bed last night and um uh, i walk into my bedroom which has my parts of my living room family room mm-hmm. Uh, a little bit of my office, sure, uh, and all, and and it's all in my master bedroom. And so I took a, a Instagram uh, video of it, and uh, that's when I, that's when I discovered because they told me it'll be two, you know, it's gonna be two weeks, two weeks, you're all sure, done, a couple yeah. weeks, mm-hmm. a couple weeks, it's all gonna be done. And uh, so I was just kind of scanning the room until I got right next to my nightstand where the the faceplate for the dishwasher was living and i'm like i think it's gonna be longer than two weeks i I just (laughs) think think it's going to be a little longer than two weeks but maybe that's just me anyway um so shelter is up 2.8 transportation services are up 6.4 now let me get to this one okay because they were blaming this all on covid Mm -hmm. that's all covid it's all covid you know covid 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 that's why it's going to be transitory transitory yeah no it's not all covid because where is where are we really getting hit listen to these numbers energy overall is up 23 percent so you're paying 23 percent more 
for the energy sector. Yeah, and just to add on to that, Glenn, the, all the spending obviously is a huge part of this too. Multi- we spent five trillion dollars on COVID. Have another five trillion around the corner mm-hmm. on infrastructure and mm-hmm. basically Green New Deal with mm-hmm. a different name. Mm-hmm. Um, but so the Green New Deal part of this multiple trillions of dollars that are around the corner yeah. is going to make that number much, much worse, not just because of the spending, but because what we're going to do is take away cheap energy and implement expensive energy. No. So it's uh, that no. number is going to get much, no, much worse. No, we're relying on OPEC now. Because oh. our, our, our solar panels, we're relying yeah, on yeah, OPEC? Yeah, oh, sure. Okay. Our, our gasoline is up 41%. Mm. For year over year, forty one percent. Hang on, just a second. I can hear the cries for Trump. Shh, listen, <laughs> up forty one percent. Fuel oil in the summer. Fuel oil is up thirty nine percent. Electricity is up four percent. Now, as Stu said, this is before. The other five trillion dollars of spending is flooded into the market. And if you want to buy a house, well, good luck getting cement for the for the foundation, because the government is going to be using all this money to buy cement. They are competing with you and they've got five trillion dollars. Who do you think is going to get it? And then when they start to mandate things, which they are, what do you think that's going to do to drive up prices or do you think it'll make it cheaper? Let me give you this. I was telling you last hour, um, the car companies are now saying 2030 is about the last combustion engine. Okay, 2030 Uh, for some companies. Most companies are right around there. Well, I mean, I'm hoping some magic happens, you know, in the next eight years Because what that'll mean is we all have to get uh, electricity for our cars because you won't have a gasoline engine. If you're going to buy a new car, you'll have to have electricity. Let me ask you, California, when it gets hot there, why do you have rolling blackouts or brownouts? What do they tell you to do? Turn down the air conditioning because everybody using air conditioning, it's too much of a load on the power grid. What happens when we all plug cars into the power grid and are sucking juice in a cold or hot time? What happens when we even we live in San Diego? Let's say it's perfect weather all the time. Where do we get all that extra juice to plug our cars in? Well, the, you're leaving out the fact that this is why environmentalists are so passionate about nuclear energy. They're constantly promoting it and trying to jam it down our throats yeah. as this unending uh, yeah. amount of clean yeah. energy that we already have a good handle on yeah. scientifically. Yeah, uh, 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 yeah. Yeah, we do. They're not for it. No, they're not. Yeah. Um, Solar panels. You know who is a gift? This is a gift to China. China has all of the rare earth minerals. They have everything to make solar panels. They have everything to make batteries. We don't. We don't. We won't explore. We won't exploit. We won't dig. We won't look. We won't use. So we're giving this giant gift to China. We'll be reliant on China 
for all of these things. Oh, and by the way, solar panels, as someone who has a 100% off the grid, 100% green energy uh, home, it sucks beyond belief, and it's wildly expensive. So, I mean, if you're Nancy Pelosi and you have refrigerators and freezers, uh, uh, Sub-Zero's full of exotic ice creams that you have. Uh, 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 Jenny's Splendid? Yeah, Jenny's mm. Splendid. And, mm. and, and, uh, and Rosarita comes in and she, uh, <laughs> she puts it in there. I don't even know how it appears there in my uh, freezer. You can afford it. But the average person is not going to be able to afford these things. But the government will subsidize. And, and again, it's got nothing to do with whether it works right now. Nope. The, the point is to lock us into an infrastructure that needs to be continually supported. I want you to explain that here in a second, because it goes right into the Great Reset. Just say that again, and then uh, take a minute break, and then you explain it. The what? point is is not whether it's a good idea right now. The point is to lock us into an infrastructure. Ponder that for a second. We'll come back and explain. Megan lives in California in her mid-30s. She was in a horrible car accident that left her with shooting pains down her neck and back. It got so bad that she was going to have to go to a chiropractor and an acupuncturist six times a week. She heard about relief. <laughs> I'm just going to say it anyway. I, I thought it. I'm going to say it acupuncture it's ridiculous <laughs> anyway she heard <laughs> come on and don't send me any mail i've had acupuncture yes i've had it it doesn't work anyway uh within a few weeks uh she was back to normal no more trips to the chiropractor no more trips to the acupuncturist uh megan considers her discovery of relief factor she says nothing short of a miracle it shows and megan i have been where you are i've been to the acupuncturist Oh, my gosh, what an incredible difference it is. Relief factor is not a drug, uh, but it was developed by doctors. And about 70% of the people who try relief factor go on to order more month after month. Get your three-week trial pack. You're going to know within three weeks if it works for you. Get that. It's $19.95. If it's not working in three weeks, probably not going to work for you. So don't order more. Uh, but order more. Trust me, I, I tried. I was like, oh, it's just me feeling better. And then I got off and I was like, okay, no, it's not. Relieffactor.com, 800-583-84, 800-583-84. It's relieffactor.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Huh, now wait a minute. Stu, hold on. Now, you said a minute ago that it's not about whether or not this is better or more effective or cheaper. It's about locking us into what? An infrastructure. It's about... Like the package. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. an infrastructure package. Kind of, yeah. Huh, I wonder if those two are related it's at all. It's weird, no, because we're, as conservatives, we're supposed to say, this is an infrastructure? What are you talking about? They're, they're trying to say that this stuff is infrastructure. Ha, 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 ha. It is infrastructure, yeah, as you a, pointed it, out. They're building something. Yeah. And it, you're not going <laughs> to like what they're building. <laughs> Bring out the monster. Ah, it's coming. <laughs> it's true. It's not roads and bridges, but it's other <laughs> things. So uh, if you think about... The the way this stuff works it's about locking you in infrastructure there are there are countries that use coal to oil technology right that they use they had to develop an industry around this at the time mm -hmm. and they continue to use it because it's already built france 
woke France, France that's on the page with every environmentalist in the world, for some reason has 70% of its uh, electricity generated no, by no, nuclear no, power. No, that's not true. Don't tell me that in France. This has resulted in them having the lowest energy prices in Europe, basically. Huh. But well, that's, that's now bad. Mm-hmm. So they're on the path to reverse this process. And they are building giant windmills that don't provide energy. Right. Now, they want to produce this to 50% over the next, you know, decade or two. Why? Why? But, like, look at how Why? difficult this is. For a country that doesn't want nuclear energy, they're locked into it because at the time they correctly selected nuclear, but now it's become unfashionable. The same thing has happened in Germany. Germany, when it was fashionable. Hang on just a second. I would just like to point out energy shouldn't be dictated by fashion. (laughs) Thank you. Okay. It's not like a pair of bell bottom jeans. (laughs) You know, you can just go, I never wore those things. Mm -hmm. This works. Yeah. You shouldn't care about fashion. Germany was proposed uh, with it a big issue of building tons and tons and tons of solar panels, ch- converting lots of their energy to solar energy. And you think Germany, you think beautiful sunshine. Oh, so, I do. <laughs> so there was a fight about this at the time. And the fight was, these aren't efficient enough. They don't work. It's going to cost us a fortune, blah, 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 blah. All the arguments that are correct that we would bring up. Mm-hmm. But the point of this was not that these panels worked well. They were crappy early technology, and they don't work nearly as well as the stuff that's out there today. As I know, because I just had to replace my panels and the batteries and everything else right. and my solar panels, which cost me a fortune <laughs> because they're not as efficient and we can actually we can actually provide power for your house now. Right. The oh. environmentalist, uh, the brilliance of the environmentalist plan here was not to get reliable, cheap energy to people in Germany. It was to change their system to be a much more solar intensive system. So then when the crappy panels ran out, what are they going to do? They're a solar system. They replace it with new solar panels. They locked it in early when it didn't work. And once you build that infrastructure, no matter what your decision making is, it's almost impossible to change, which is what this $3.5 trillion that's right around the corner is attempting to do all over our economy. Lock in things that whether they work or not, it doesn't matter. The point is they're there and they're impossible to reverse like any big government program. My gosh, you bring all this happy news. Let me tell you what's really going on (laughs) uh, beyond energy. I didn't mean that to be happy. (laughs) Oh, well, when I tell you what's happening with food, Mm. oh, it's going to make our energy problems look like a picnic, which you won't be able to have soon. Uh, (laughs) Coming up. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You know, with all the things we have to worry about, I mean, getting your identity stolen, isn't that just like one of those things you throw up your arms and you're just like, oh, really? That? Okay, great. With everything else going on, I just had my identity stolen and I don't know how to fix it. It's going to be great when it happens. Unless you have LifeLock, then it will actually, not sarcastically, be okay. Not going to be great, but it will be okay. Because nobody can prevent all identity theft because it's changing all the time. But LifeLock has been in the business the longest. They are the people who have started this whole thing of monitoring uh, more than just your credit, looking on the dark web and everything else to make sure that you are as safe as you can be. And if something happens, they have a whole team that works together with you to fix all of it. 
So you don't just throw up your hands and go, great, now what? LifeLock is there. Save up to 25% off your first year at LifeLock.com with promo code BECK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or head to LifeLock.com and use the promo code BECK at 25% off LifeLock.com. More in a second. All right, blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. You'll save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV, and you can spend it on all the inflated products. So let me take you through this, and, and Stu, maybe you can help me find the right words to describe it. Um, but I just, I, I want to go through a couple of things, and it's important for you to know these are not coming these are here. What I'm what I'm explaining to you now, by the way, our new book, The Great Reset, uh, we have worked over a year on this and we keep delaying because more stuff comes out. We're never going to be able to finish this because it's not a plan that is stagnant. It is already being implemented. Uh, are you locked into that title? The Great, the Great Reset. Reset. Well, that's the name sounds... of it from the World Economic Forum. It's uh... it's, it's clunky, really. You know, <laughs> what about okay? the big, you know, change or change a Something. <laughs> okay, no, I don't. Okay, so let me that would let me just let me go through a couple of things mm-hmm. that are already happening. Marco Rubio and uh, Mike Lee, they said that they wanted the child tax credit to be increased. Mm-hmm. However. What they ended up, not these two, not Mike Lee and Marco Rubio, what the Democrats and the good people like Mitt Romney uh, instead came up with was an expansion of the child tax credit, except tax really isn't a part of it. Now, the government is just going to give you money. You don't even have to be a taxpayer. They're just going to give you money if you have children. Now, Rubio and Lee are saying, um, that looks like UBI. Yeah. And so, oh, yeah, well, that's not the part that they say look, looks, looks like UBI. The fully re- refundable part of it, that's the, t- the tech term they always use mm-hmm, in, the, in the parlance, mm-hmm. which means that if you pay zero dollars in taxes, you still get the money from the government. Now, yeah. any idiot could, could. But you get it monthly in a right. check. But that's the part that's UBI. <laughs> right. So it, it used to be the only part about tax credit that was fully refundable that had anything to do with taxes yeah. was you got it at tax time. Right. Right. Yeah. Now you're not even getting it at tax time. They're sending you a check and you Every may month. very well be receiving this so, check in, in your uh, in your. Um, bank account they're doing it only for i think only a few months uh, during this uh-huh. crisis uh-huh. uh glenn let me but ask you this I, my Stu- guess is it's going to be continued it's almost as if they are laying the foundation for something that will not be you'll not be able to pull the roots up from so in other words they're just laying these railroad tracks down for something that isn't necessarily better mm-hmm. it's just a system to replace the old system ubi Mm-hmm. Right. With yep. work, hard work, you know, struggle to make ends meet, you know, but but pull yourself up by the bootstraps, get a job, those kinds of things. It's like a, a large. It's like a great reset. Reboot, basically. No, it's, it, no, it's a great re- reset. La- I think a large reboot. So let me ask you this. We're defunding the police, but nobody has talked about what really is going to replace the police. I mean. Really? I mean, I know Minnesota is going to get those therapists out right away. Um, And yet the federal government, the local police being bashed, yet the federal government 
is growing its policing powers. In fact, um, what's weird, the Capitol Police, which protect the Capitol in Washington, D.C., are putting up new substations all around the country because, you know, they're going to become an intelligence agency. Hmm. Huh. So it's almost like the old system is being replaced, but we're really not talking about what we're replacing it with yet, but we're replacing it with something. Sort of like a, a pronounced reworking is how I would a say great it. reset would probably uh, let's try this Exxon now pledging net zero carbon by 2050 Exxon. Why? Because shareholders uh, that happened to be with BlackRock got a bunch of people to uh, vote two new people on the board. So now they kind of control the board and they made an oil company say we're going to be net zero by 2050. And why did they do that? How could they do that? Because they're explaining that the financial system is changing now. The financial system has ESGs. And so if you're not good on the environment, if you're not good on social justice, and you don't have the right people on your board, then you can't get financing. It's almost as if the financing that we have always had for a free market and a capitalist system is being changed fundamentally. Sort of like a, a substantial adaptation. It's a great what reset. Is it just doesn't flow, Glenn. I don't now know let me why give you, you trying to sell that. Now let me give you the good news, and this one mm-hmm. is uh, this one itself is uh, from uh, the World Economic Forum, and I urge you to look it up. Uh, you can find the you, be- you tweeted it yesterday, by the way. Yeah. We should point this out at Glenn Beck on Twitter. Um, three urgent actions to redesign the future of food in mm. 2021. OK. OK. More, more cheese sauce. Is that included uh, in the plan? No. no. Okay. Uh, in 2020, <laughs> the world benefited from a series of good harvests, offsetting major effects on food supply. However, with predictions that an additional 130 million people were facing acute food insecurity by the end of 2020 and with the fragility uh, uh, or the frailties of the production and supply of food increasingly coming to the fore, there is no room for complacency. As we look ahead, it is more important than ever to nurture and scale a portfolio of resistance-ready, healthy and nutritious, inclusive and sustainable solutions for food. Now, I'm just going to give you just a couple of the highlights, but you need to look into it yourself, especially if and this doesn't apply to everybody. If you think you need to eat, okay? if you think you need to eat sometime in the future, you might want to pay attention to what the World Economic Forum, the U.N. and our own federal government and our own frickin banking systems are now going to do to the world's food supply. One, this has to happen this year. Rewrite the playbook for collective action. The pandemic has shown us the power of unprecedented global action and coordination towards achieving a common goal. Traditional partnerships, while often very effective at addressing specific issues, don't have the capacity to deliver either the scale or change to manage 
the degree of complexity that food systems transition requires. Excuse me. They don't they can't manage the degree of complexity that food systems transition requires. A food system transition. Huh. You know, I thought America being the breadbasket and our farmers going out and the capitalist system. I thought we were feeding the world there for a long time. And then the government started screwing with it. Uh, and now the now the global government. So it's not just the U.S. government. It's the global governments are going to come up and they believe they have the sophistication uh, to manage the complexity of a food systems transition. They're going to build uh, better food systems that are fit for purpose. We need to take a systems approach, develop a multi-stakeholder, not shareholder, stakeholder identity, maintain joint accountability and redesign the incentives and the traditional steps to get us there. Now, when you're talking about reinventing and redesigning incentives, they want to make sure that this is people first, not profits. So they want to put the people first. And you know who's really profiting off all this? A lot of those farmers. A lot of those farmers. I don't know if you've met farmers. They are rolling, rolling (laughs) in the green. Mm. Uh, Yeah. And uh, so we've we've got to have partners from public and private and civil society, farmer, consumer organizations, and academia to expedite country and region-led partnership platforms in the Americas, Europe, Africa, India, and the Southeast Asia. A multi-stakeholder approach led by local and regional partners allows each partnership to maintain its uniqueness while harnessing a collective capacity of significantly wider shared outcome at scale. You know what this sounds like? Um, gosh, what was it? Oh, the Holodomor. You got to look that up. Mm. It's a fun trip down mm-hmm. memory lane. No, not the, the fun. Really? No, yeah. no, it was Stalin saying we're going to be able to feed all of the Soviet Union. And we're just going to. The farmers didn't get it in Ukraine. Okay. And that's why he had to starve everybody to death and shoot them when they tried to eat right exactly you, know, you okay. have to you shoot have them. To. when a kid tries but to take these a potato guys are standing in the way of progress mm-hmm. you know uh sounds like the whole of demore oh 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 you should look up mao's five-year plan that was great too with mm. the farmers and stuff he was he was redesigning uh the uh, the food systems and in that transition only tens of millions died that's it. Uh, you know, people starve to death. And then what did he do? <sighs> he blamed it on the farmers. Of course he did. Of course he did. And those damn capitalists that are just trying to steal everything. Oh, it's going to be a food fest. By the way, uh, meat is really kind of out. You're not going to be able to have meat. So if you're ranching, you got cattle, you like meat. <laughs> Screw you. This is what is coming. There's a reason Bill Gates is one of the largest farm owners now in America. Why? 
Why? What does he know about farmland that we don't know about? Why is he buying up so much farmland? It's almost like he knows that it's, oh my gosh, that there's a food system transition coming. It's going to be big. It's going to reset everything. And it is already here. It's a noteworthy reconstitution. No, it's a great reset. No, that just doesn't flow, Glenn. You're trying to sell this thing that's not going to catch on. Noteworthy reconstitution is hot. People are going to have shirts with that. Everywhere. (laughs) Just everywhere. Oh, my. It is vital that you understand you are already in a different country. You are one, maybe more than one step, already in a new global system. Everything that you thought you knew is over. And all of the infrastructure, it's all in these packages that Congress is now racing to pass. And if they put all of this in, I mean, it's almost impossible to stop it now. But you have to hold hands locally. You have to hold the line in your local towns. I guarantee you, I don't care how small your town is, I guarantee you, you will be shocked to find out how much of the World Economic Forum and the UN and their sustainability of 2030 is already in your town. More on this uh, almost in a relentless way for as long as we can broadcast is coming your way. More in a minute. You got a lot to celebrate this week, right? I mean, you got a lot to celebrate. Uh, Kids are almost back in school. Now, that doesn't bring me joy as much joy as it used to bring me. Now it's like, oh, God, the kids are going back to school. What? I mean, I'm glad they're out of the house and they're no longer COVID, but... What are they learning now? <laughs> Rectech. You know what makes all things go away? Steak. I'm just saying. Steak. Hamburgers on a great grill. Ooh, smoked ribs. Mm, that pretty much makes everything go away. I turn into Homer Simpson at that point. Oh, ribs. Right now, you can, you can get the best smoker, uh, griller, baker. I mean, it's, it's everything. Uh, it's a Rectech, and there is nothing like it on the market. And I want you to A, B, compare. You will not find anything, in my opinion, better than a Rectech. Uh, so check them out. They have smart technology. They're built like a tank, and you won't believe the price. Rectech. You can follow them on social media, sign up for their newsletter, because they give all kinds of great recipes and everything else. It's kind of a community. Rectech, R-E-C-T-E-Q.com. That's Rectech.com. You are listening to the Glenn Beck Program. Oh, thank you for listening. Uh, by the way, just want to warn uh, for social media watchers or Blaze TV subscribers. Uh, I, you know, I had a I had a, a scalpel fight with a surgeon a couple of weeks ago, and I didn't fare well in it. Uh, but he called me up and he said, "I'd like another round." And I said, "You're kidding me, right?" And he said, no, so I'm going in today, and I mean, no matter what I look like, trust me, 
He's not seeing me coming. When he comes for that knife this time, I am just going to grab it and just... You wait to see his face tomorrow. You should get like a, you should bring like a box cutter with you, so you can kind of right? get the jump on him, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He, well, he's just expecting me to sit there and take it like I did <laughs> yeah. last time. Um, That's uh, yeah. So. You've been uh, you're doing well. Uh, I think things are going well with your health, and I think yeah. everything's going to be fine. You think you know, so? You are just the type of person, the profile of the person where the next ten years of your life are going to be great. Yeah, that's that <laughs> is so? oh man yeah knowing your health history because uh-huh. he said these new things pop up yeah because mm-hmm. he said we're gonna get to know each other really well yeah you oh know? yeah <laughs> that's so good. well you got and that it was good cancer but he found some bad cancer oh okay yeah because there's a lot i know cancer is usually thought of in good, good or bad. and bad that's <laughs> what i thought that's what i thought but uh uh it is uh coincidentally a lot of people think oh cancer that's bad Oh no! Apparently, there's some good cancer too. Well, see, that's like you, got, you, got, you have a lot of upside. You have the good cancer going on. You're in great shape. Thank you. Um, you at least you didn't have like a long-term drinking problem that might hurt your organs. I actually, a... I did. Uh, really? Yeah. I noticed you didn't disagree why with the great so... shape part of this. Why? Though I don't understand <laughs> why. Why'd you let that one go? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's weird. You're so optimistic, almost encouraging me not to have anything. Did, did you see who's going to host Jeopardy? The executive producer of Jeopardy wow. is taking over the show. Wow. I think it's a great idea. I Another should skip this appointment that. and just kind of <laughs> listen to that. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. A great hour for you. We're going to talk about, yes, the Great Reset. America's social credit system that is being implemented right now. And in 10 years, we look more like China than the America that we all knew in even 2010. We begin there in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. Well, you might as well brace yourself because when it's goodbye car warranty, it's hello, expensive car repairs. And if you think I'm wrong, try replacing something as small as a computer chip in your car without it being covered by the warranty. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do we pay for the house or do we get our car working again? Oh, it's great. Car repairs will sometimes cost more than the car itself. And you what are you going to do? Then you got to go out and buy a new car? No. Get covered by car shield. That's why it's so important. These these huge car repairs that you're just not going to be able to uh, afford, they cover them. For the covered repairs, car shield is the best. They take care of the repair with your choice of the mechanic and go to the dealership far as far as they care. Bring it in, get all of the right parts and the right people working on it, and they pay them directly. So they you don't have to wait for somebody to reimburse you. Um, and you'll get the the rental car service, you'll have uh, the roadside assistance, all of it. And you're not stuck with thousands and thousands to pay. Find out why CarShield cars do go further. Uh, you can visit carshield.com slash Beck right now and save 10%. It's carshield.com slash Beck. Save 10%. Deductible may apply. Well, oh my gosh. Hello to my executive producer, Stu Brigier. Thank you, Glenn. Thank you for having me today. 
Now, Stu is, uh, and I don't understand exactly why, but he's been very excited about the new Jeopardy host. I think it's the biggest story of the day, the most important story of the day. Yeah. Why? Because Alex Trebek, you know, who who really had a great run. Yeah, he was you know, great. He was he great. Was great. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. A Hall of Fame level host, I would say. Broadcaster. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, unfortunately, came down with uh with cancer right uh-huh yeah um and uh and and you know unfortunately we've lost him and they had to replace uh-huh. him with someone and they i think they chose really really well and that's why i i just think this is a well, model they, for they every other show that with goes the through. executive producer which is kind of weird this is a model I, for I, every other show that goes through something I'm like this qu- I'm, I'm just wondering because mm-hmm. I, i'm going in uh for another day on the knife uh with my doctor for, for oh, skin really? cancer cancer yeah oh my goodness yeah and it's almost like you are rooting for me to die so you can wow, you said take that. the take the, uh, the 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 program. Over. I'm just saying, like Jeopardy's an institution, right? Right. They, they know what they're doing. Right. Right. They went through right. a long process mm-hmm. and they solved this uh-huh. forevermore. The okay. correct choice for the replacement is the executive producer. They've they've li- outlined wow. this, I think, with a lot of wow. great. I'm sure they have their reasons, and I think we should just trust them. Do you not like Alex Trebek and his legacy? Are you questioning you know, what it? What they're saying? What? Let me just say this because you know you. Usually you need two or more witnesses. In my last will and testament, <laughs> Stu is to never get his crubby hands on anything. Uh, all right. You're all witnesses. Okay. <laughs> uh, let me tell you a little bit about uh, what is happening uh, in our country. And I need you to change your mindset. Um, and I know this sounds really bad, uh, but it's true. And I hate to bring this example up, but if if you if you have cancer, you don't want a guy, a doctor saying, no, nah, it's nothing. Don't worry about being like stew. OK, you don't need that. <laughs> that won't give you hope. Somebody who says, look, this is how bad it is, but this is what we're going to do. That gives you hope. Now, there are things that we can do and must do, but I want you to be clear The country that you know, I'm trying to save my country. The country that you know is already gone. The United States of America is not the constitutional republic that it always has been. We are not, we do not have people in Washington, D.C. who are protecting and defending the constitution of the United States. It's no longer being used. When when uh, the White House press spokesperson says, well, if uh, if the governor of Florida decides not to pay those teachers because they won't go along with his mandates, uh, well, the federal government will find a way to pay for those teachers. They can't do that. Here she is. In the American Rescue Plan uh, allocation or in the, the, the guidelines for parameters for how that money could be spent, certainly paying for salaries is a part of that or could be a part of that and could cover uh, those needs for uh, these officials. And now that money would have to be distributed. But the Department of Education is looking at options. I'm not uh, making a threat of withholding. Okay. Uh, certainly Stop. We don't- do, you see, do you see what's happening? The federal government is taking control through the administrative arm. It's the the Department of Education. We know that the CDC is now making laws, financial laws, suspending uh, rent payments, and you can't foreclose on anybody. 
The CDC? Wait, when did they get that power? And because no one is doing anything about it, because our system is completely broken, because nobody is doing anything about it, what are we going to say when the Department of Energy starts making new laws? What are we going to say when the Department of Defense or Homeland Security begins to make new laws? This is all unconstitutional. And impeachable, by the way. We should point out that when it comes to the, the whole eviction situation where, where the CDC is stopping it, we, we've done shows on this, Glenn, where the, the real reason for... Impeachment for impeachment. One of the big ones was basically someone trying to ruin the system, right? Mm -hmm. Like to to go around doing something that they know to be against the system and doing it anyway. Biden has said specifically his people all over his administration have said they don't have the power to do this. And the the left has has to be done, but it has to be done. And so we're he's even saying Biden is saying, look, we'll do it. We'll get a few months out of it and then they'll get ruled unconstitutional. But hey, you know, no big deal. We'll just we'll deal with that then. Like, that's exactly the type of thing that impeachment was set up to stop. Correct. But we are um, we are entering a new world that is really, truly under the design of the Great Reset uh, and the World Economic Forum. And we're going to do a special next month. It's the 20th anniversary of 9-11. I'm not going to look back on 9-11. I want to look at the day before 9-11. What was America like? Because our children don't know what America was like before 9-11. They grew up in this America. And the Patriot Act changed everything. We didn't have Department of Homeland Security. I tell my kids, yeah, you didn't have to stand in this line before. You just go right up to the gate. You Loved ones could come with you and kiss you goodbye. They don't even understand the freedoms that we have given up. Let alone the ones we are quickly losing. Because of January 6th, several web giants look like they are now putting out what is a system of social credit. And the Hill has just written uh, America's own social set, uh, credit system, and it's, it's worth reading Relying on the indirect hand from D.C., our society's betters in corporate America are attempting to force the most profound changes our society has seen during the Internet era. This, I I want you to understand, fundamental transformation. That's what Barack Obama promised. Barack Obama's administration was really run by the Clinton people. This administration is being run by the Obama people. This is fundamental transformation. We've heard that for a while. We thought, oh, that's Obamacare. No, no, no. Fundamental transformation. And I mean, not capital markets, not not a free market, overly regulated, told what to do, Farmers told what to grow, told what not to raise. Not being able to get a bank loan because you are not in line with the social credit score. Government and business surveillance. 
and it will give a score that will restrict the ability of you to be able to take action, such as purchasing a plane ticket. They're already threatening this stuff. Maybe you shouldn't be able, you don't have a vaccine, you shouldn't be able to fly. That's the kind of things that come. If you don't play along and have a good social credit score, you're not going anywhere. You think you're going to buy a new home? I want you to understand what is happening right now is the intentional destruction of your ability to become wealthy or successful in this country. How can I say that? What proof do I have? Well, let's look at just the housing market. Do you know who's being boxed out of the housing market? The average person. Why is the average person being boxed out? How? Because the federal government and the Fed are giving low interest loans. They're making this free money uh, so uh, easy for these giant corporations to get. And they already have a lot of stuff in the stock market. Where are they going to put all this money? That literally is their biggest concern. Where do I put all of this money? Well, they have to invest it in something. Well, right now, real estate is surging. Now, Stu, if you're a smart investor, a smart investor, when do you buy? <laughs> you try to buy low and, and sell high. Okay. Where are the housing prices right now? High. How high? Higher than they've ever been. Higher than they've ever been in the last 10 years? Higher than they've ever been. Higher than they have ever been. And that's inflation adjusted. Right. Can they go up from here? Yes. Okay. Chances are buying at this level. It's risky. Risky. Mm -hmm. Risky. Mm -hmm. Risky. Okay. Sure. So if you have all this money and you don't have any risk, you're going in and buying... Uh, housing. Now, when you go in and buy housing, Stu, even the richest people, they're going to negotiate, right? Of course. Okay. They're going to negate and they're going to negotiate for higher price? When you're buying a house? Yeah. No, no you're you negotiate go for, for a lower, lower price. price. Okay. Mm -hmm. But in today's inside upside down world, the companies like BlackRock are not buying a house. They are buying entire neighborhoods and they are paying 50% more than the asking price. Now, why would you do that? People are being blocked out because giant corporations and financial institutions are buying up entire neighborhoods and they are willing to pay 50% more than the asking price. Now, you're already at the highest price and you're going you're gonna to add 50% more on top of that. Well, that boxes you out. And what is the, how does our system work? You go to work and how do you build wealth? You build wealth because you save your money and you buy yourself a home. You save money and you build yourself a business. That's how people build wealth. But if I can't buy a house... Because these big firms are buying up all of the houses. Well, then, all right, I got to put my money in something. Uh, I, oh, I'll build a business. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. Should you build a business right now? 
I mean, there's going to be a lot of new regulations that are coming down the park, Pike. And by the way, I don't know if the bank, I mean, let me see your social credit score. Yeah, your social credit score. I, as the, as the bank, I can't give you that money because your, your stance on this or that is not quite so good. You're being boxed out. You're being boxed out. Last week, PayPal announced a partnership with the Southern Poverty Law Center. Let me explain what that's all about and what that does in 60 seconds. Oh, hey, how about buying gold or silver? You know, uh, don't have to worry about that uh, social credit score. Uh, Don't have to worry about the um, inflation because as inflation goes up, so does the value of gold. It's weird how that works. Um, I don't have to take the mark of the beast. Did I say that out loud? Uh, I would prepare for any eventuality. I would prepare for dollars to be harder to get. And uh, yet we'd have plenty of money, but nothing our money could buy. Goldline, right now, right now, this week only, Goldline will ship five free one-ounce silver Goldline bars just for completing an application at Goldline. So you get five of these right here. These are silver bars. Believe me, silver, precious metal, is going to be uh, a commodity that you would like to have. Maybe I'm wrong, but you should do your homework to find out. Also, there are bonus medals when you uh, complete the buying process. So just ask them how you can get delivered directly to your door. Precious medals. They're standing by to take your call right now. 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. 10 seconds, station ID. So, So, Stu, help me out with this. PayPal announced a partnership with the Southern Poverty Law Center. Now, we know somebody uh, who is uh, deemed a dangerous radical, David Barton, (laughs) the nicest guy (laughs) I've ever met. Right. Okay. Um, PayPal is now looking uh, at the Southern Poverty Law Center to do their work to investigate the role of white supremacist and anti-government rhetoric And then they'll give a label. The Southern Poverty Law Center will give a label to that person. Mm -hmm. So I used to be I I hear I'm not on their list anymore. I used to be, I think, number five on their list of most dangerous anti-government, you know, white supremacist radicals. Congratulations. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, it, it, It is insane. But if I get that label, PayPal will not let me do anything through PayPal. Right. And if other companies join that, well, then will I be able to fly? You see, if these companies decide they can block you and they'll block you at everything you want to do. If you are deemed a radical, an extremist. And by the way, others are doing this already. Facebook is already putting you into a category. Google has already put you into a category and not just you, all of your friends and family, anyone you have interacted with. All that that tree 
of radicals has already been digitized on you. So I, I'm not sure uh, what you do other than spit yourself out of the system as much as you can um, and know where your line is. You know, we've talked about this before. And and I've I've asked, where is where is your line? Stu, I, I think we're getting really close, at least to my line. I don't know yours. We're getting really close to a line of I can't. I, I don't. I'm, I, if you're not following the Constitution, if the government is clearly. Uh, not following the Constitution, I, I don't know what to do now. I, uh, yeah, I mean, they they don't seem to be they don't seem to care about it and they seem to be announcing it. That's why I brought up that Joe Biden example earlier. I mean, he's it's one thing to say like DACA, right? DACA. Mm -hmm. Well, we don't know. We don't think we can get it through, but, you know, the court hasn't ruled on it. Let's put it through. They have put it through the court. The, the, the Supreme Court said we're not going to let you do this again. And they just did it again anyway. <laughs> so then you're at a point of like, OK, well, look. That's a separation of powers. That's a constitutional crisis in action, right? They're they're just ignoring what the Supreme Court said and doing it anyway, and no one seems to care. So we are developing a system now that if you are blocked from using Facebook, Twitter, Gmail, Uber, Amazon, PayPal, Venmo, you know, other financial systems, banking platforms have announced a ban on certain legal purchases such as firearms. If they start restricting other things, um, I mean, you're living in a world where you cannot hold certain political views uh, because you will be blocked from society and you will be unable to make a living. Mark of the Beast. Luckily, we have universal basic income coming around the corner, so you won't have to worry about that anymore. You'll just have the government pay you directly. That'll solve all those problems, Glenn. Wow, and there's you know a way what? out. And you know what? The Fed has already come up with a way to have a bank account for every American established in one of their banks. And they're just going to put those new digital dollars in. When they get the digital dollar, they're just going to put them in. And all you have to do is just claim them. And then you have those digital dollars because the old dollar is not going to be around very much longer probably about a year so you're gonna have to take a haircut on what you have but digital dollars and then you can be in bed with them all the time this is the glenn Beck program so how do we stop this one of the ways is we must must stop doing business when we have a choice with these companies that are leading the way on this one company that is fighting against it, and it has the same coverage. It has uh, rated better customer service, lower prices, is Patriot Mobile. So you're not only getting uh, the same coverage, if not more. They have the largest coverage area of all of the cell phone companies. They're on the same cell towers. You're not giving all that money to the you know, big cell services, you're giving it to Patriot Mobile who are fighting against the things that the big cell phone companies are doing. Why wouldn't you do it? Switch now.
Go to PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Switch now. Tell Big uh, Phone uh, no. Can you hear me now? I don't want anything to do with you. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. And head over to BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn. You'll save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. This is the Glenn Beck program. We're glad you're with us. So here we find ourselves in a situation uh, that... What are you reading? That you're you got a nasty face. Is there some breaking news that is worse than everything we're talking about? Just looking at your Instagram. <laughs> your what? Your Instagram, man. Just some photos of you and found them disturbing. So um, <laughs> no. Uh, so you said something disturbing before the break, which I'm trying to process exactly what what the answer to it is. You said. Look at all the things that are happening. They're acting against the Constitution. They're doing all these things that are pushing us into this little box. I feel like they've crossed the line. What do we do now? To summarize. Yeah, I asked you. You asked me. And I yeah. said, I, well, I, you're, it seemed like a question that, that deserved more than the eight seconds before sure. the commercial break sure. uh, that we had. So to I answer. usually don't ask questions of you. Uh, unless I know an answer, because I know you're going to turn it around and say you're either going to give me an answer, mm-hmm. which I have to best you uh, on. <laughs> oh, is that, uh, is that yeah, how the way it works? Mm-hmm. Or uh, you know, uh, I just have to ridicule you. Uh, those with, are the only two. Those are the only two options. Wow. Yeah. You think so, as a Hall of Fame uh, nope. radio broadcaster, and that's why I'm in the Hall of Fame, and you're not. It's you good don't point. know the rules. <laughs> that's uh, a good point. And you've bested me once again. Right. So I mean, what uh, what is your solution? Do you, do you know? Do you, are, have they crossed the lines or are they close to a red line where you're like, okay, this is not this this is not uh, my country as I understand it. And so I can't participate in some things. I, I, I'm going to stand up against it. I'm still going to vote because that's the best way to protest at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh you know. Right. I mean, you, you seem to be alluding to something outside of the norm, not voting. Right. You didn't seem like you were like, well, you know, well, I want to make sure people get to the polls in 18 months. That <laughs> well, I do like want to make sure. Yeah. So that, that will like be what, a big deal. That didn't seem like what you were pitching, which is why I, I was my, my brow. No, I was asking you. I was asking you. Yeah. I, I mean, my I think my initial impression, right, just quick reaction is I'm typically more optimistic in these situations than you are. And, you know, have more hope that we will find a way out. It doesn't necessarily mean that I, I don't think our entire country has failed. And I think the things that we I don't think do it's failed is just being taken over. Yeah. And, and uh, completely redesigned. And we have to push back against those things. The yes. question, your question is, how do we do that? Yeah. What do you do from here? If you feel like, OK, uh, I I can't live in the America that they are suggesting um, and do nothing because it's my responsibility to keep freedom alive for my children. Uh, And I don't think that we define freedom the same way anymore. Um, And when you have when you're when you're violating all 10 of the Bill of Rights, what, what do you have? I mean, that's what we used to agree on. 
we used to agree on just the Bill of Rights. The basics. The basics. Uh, so we don't. So now you're you're sitting here in a place to where you just go numb and you just accept it, which I think most people are going to do. Uh, or you are really foolish and dangerous and you give them everything they want and you become violent. That is only going to make things worse. We've seen how that worked out with a few hundred people on January 6th. Correct. Right? It only will destroy everything. So then what's left? Well, we have to continue to go to our local, 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 local school boards, city councils, um, you know, all of the things that are happening in our own town and make sure we shore those up. And all of those things like the local Coca-Cola bottling company. I'd love to hear from somebody if they're taking me up on any of this stuff. Going and going to Subway and saying to the local franchise, look, I, you know, I can't eat here anymore. I can't eat here anymore. Your company is holding up anti-American values as your spokespeople. Now, that's the least of our problems. Right. But, but it's, it, a, it's an easy example to understand. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The Megan Rapino, yeah. whatever her stupid name is. So you locally go and you hit franchisee owners and you hit them with love because most of them are like you. They live in the same community. And so they may agree with you, but they're stuck because that's what the that, that's what the corporate, you know, uh, brand is doing. And I don't have anything to do with it. Well, yeah, you do. You can raise your voice and the franchisees will make an impact. But we have to motivate them to make an impact. The most important thing that you can do, and I have to tell you, I took so much heat for this for so long, and people thought I was nuts. Maybe today, as I read these words, maybe today they will connect with you. Because I think it takes a desperate people or in our case, and many of the people in our audience, people that can see what's coming and prepare for it. But you need to print this out now and give it to everyone you know, and you need to know it and live it. I hereby pledge myself, my person and my body to the nonviolent movement Therefore, I will keep the following Ten Commandments. This is Martin Luther King. Meditate daily on the teachings and life of Jesus. Now, if you can find somebody and you're not religious, find somebody that is Gandhi. Gandhi, he didn't accept Jesus, but he lived the life of Jesus in many ways. Peaceful, kind, Forgiving, taking the punches and not punching back. Remember to remember always that the nonviolent movement seeks justice and reconciliation, not victory. I'll tell you, when you ponder on that one for a while, you're going to figure out how hard that is because we all want to win. 
We all want to win. We want those neighbors and people that we work with and our friends to be wrong. And we want to be right. And we want to say, I told you so. But just like you feel now, if you go for a win, you will make things worse. We need reconciliation. And that means reconcile with the truth. We may have been wrong on some things. I know the Republican Party has been wrong on things. I've learned an awful lot. But I also know what the truth is. And the truth is all men are created equal and endowed by a creator. And they have certain rights. And no one can take those rights away. And I believe in the First Amendment as written. Reconcile with those truths, not politics, not I like Trump. Trump was great. Trump was awful. None of that stuff. We are not looking for victory because victory, a win, means there's a loser. And for us to really come together, we cannot have losers. What three walk and talk in the manner of love for God is love. Pray daily to be used by God in order that all men and women and children and everybody else might be free. Sacrifice personal wishes in order that all men might be free. They are hard. Observe with both friend and foe the ordinary rules of courtesy. How hard is that one getting? Seek to perform regular service for others. Refrain from violence of fist, tongue, or heart. Strive to be in good spiritual and bodily health. And follow the directions of the movement and the captain on a demonstration, which meant you are not to strike back. You are not to break ranks. You must stay together. Please look the Ten Commandments of Nonviolent Civil Civil Disobedience up from Martin Luther King and print it out and know them because that is our next step. But there cannot be any demonstration until we are disciplined to not do any harm. Back in a minute. When the chips are down, and uh, they all could be down uh, before too long, the way things are getting, are you ready? Do you have your financial house in order? Are you saving money wherever you can? I want you to know that there is a family-owned business that has been helping people just like you get their financial house in order for over two decades. You have a mortgage interest that's higher than the going rates. They can help you refinance. You don't have to restart your loan. Do you have things like credit card debt that you're dealing with on a month-to-month basis? American Financing can help you roll all of that into a consolidation loan that's going to help get you back onto your feet financially. American Financing. They work for you, not the banks. Call them now. 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing. NMLS 182334. www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. The Glenn Beck Program. 
So the media is trying to do a little trick on everybody, kind of like they did with Michael Avenatti, where they just sort of one day changed their opinion and all of the sudden said, well, of course, we all knew he was shady. Of course, we all knew he was this bad guy. Of course, we all want you to really forget the fact that we said the opposite for months and months and months and months and booked him on every single show over and over and over and over again. And they're trying to do the same thing now with Andrew Cuomo. They're trying to make you forget who this guy was and how they treated him. And it's expected. It's exactly what you would think the media would do. But it shouldn't be something we allow them to get away with. Let me take it back in time a little bit here. This is what the media coverage was like of Andrew Cuomo just a little over a year ago. David, we're sitting by for Governor Cuomo's press conference, his daily briefing. How would you contrast Cuomo and President Trump's handling of the crisis? Truth versus mendacity. Governor Cuomo um, out there day after day after day, everything Trump isn't. Honest, direct, brave. Real leadership of the kind the president of the United States should have provided. Governor Cuomo is clearly living in a totally different reality, the actual one, than the president of the United States. Governor Cuomo has become a national leader. For a lot of people, Andrew Cuomo has become the leader of the Democratic Party. He is conveying incredible strength. You spoke to National Guard troops today in a stirring speech that, if I wasn't listening carefully, I thought you would sending soldiers off to war. This has been a remarkable show of leadership by Governor Cuomo in recent days. He's providing hope but not false hope. Governor Cuomo, no. I think, is, is, is one of the heroes on, on the front lines. With all of this adulation that you're getting for doing your job, are you thinking about running for president? Andrew Cuomo, who has a daily television show now uh, and has become, in some ways, the shadow uh, president. Maybe Trump is just a little bit mad that uh, Governor Cuomo has become a kind of acting president. Maybe. Dealing with hardship actually makes you stronger. Mm. That's what Governor Cuomo said earlier today. That's what I'm going to go teach my kids right now at home. Oh, oh, that's so sweet. Look, we, we can sit here and say, hey, it's great Andrew Cuomo resigned. And it is. He can do much less damage if he actually leaves as expected. But resignation with $18 million in the bank is not a suitable punishment for sending thousands of people to their graves early. Andrew Cuomo needs to be held accountable for this, and so do the media. Certainly Chris Cuomo, number one, and CNN need to, to think about what they've done here. But the rest of the media should do some soul-searching on this as well. I mean, you, you elevated a guy to the level of COVID god we all had to listen to. He was so smart and so on top of this. Not like that Donald Trump guy. He doesn't know anything. And all you, you allowed him to... Cover up the deaths of thousands of people, an action he still continues to do today, while he was propagating himself as some Me Too hero, as he was slipping his hands up the outfits of his underlings. You knew he was this guy. You knew who he was. Everyone in New York and the media knew that Andrew Cuomo was a bad guy. They might not have known every single detail of this, but we screamed about it on the air over and over and over again. The, the idea that he was undercounting deaths at nursing homes was known. It was not a surprise when they released the report. We've, we said it a hundred times on the air before that occurred. 
And you might not have known about all the details of each individual accuser. But was this worth it? Was Avenatti worth it? You are in this constant cycle in the media of elevating complete morons or worse into these roles of incredible prominence and authority. Also, you can get your way for a couple of months and then you play, play this disappearing act of all of your past programming as if we're all going to go in some like men in black memory hole and forget all about it. That, that can't be the way this works. No society can function when the media is so expertly idiotic, so consistently. It really is embarrassing, and it's something that has to change if we're going to have any chance. That's why I thank God we have places like Blaze TV. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Make sure you go there. Support the people who are actually telling the truth. And one of the big pieces of truth that, of course, you must remember today as you go through your day, Andrew Cuomo is awful.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program.